shit is not easy. It's not. People think it is. You're just talking, but no, it's because a lot of times, I don't know about you, but I know a lot of times if I do a podcast after I'm done, I'm exhausted. Yeah. I, I think they're in the buildup to the podcast. I use so, I'm so focused. It's like adrenaline rush. Yeah. You, you know, know I tried, I was sounding when I sat here. I was like, hey, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Girl, and so I just you know so when I'm done I'm just like cause I do these Facebook lives every Tuesday and when mm-hmm. I'm done I'm just like whoo I, I don't even want to talk to nobody I'm just like look I just did a pop leave me alone okay I'm trying to rest get my brain back together because honestly I, find, I don't know about you but I find myself because I am a podcaster now everything is a topic every, yeah. it's content I'm just like I'm recording stuff. Say it again. Repeat that again so I won't forget. I'm taking notes. My husband just like, it's like, he said, you know, because he took me a long time to learn how to put my phone down and to enjoy the moment. Now I put my phone down and I'm looking for content. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I have the same. I feel like we're the same person. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like anxious, formerly anxious, working through anxiety, used to be a big old bitch, not no more. (laughs) Just... I mean, but it's all growth. Like I appreciate it, and I see it in you too. So I appreciate you know, that. I like appreciate that. we've been doing this a long time, and I can't believe I said, "Well, podcasting's not for the faint of heart." Like, <laughs> okay, that was you encouraging. Like, bitch, you like bitch, quit this. I ain't got time for that. <laughs> no, and you know what? I mean, I probably was going through something, mm-hmm. or I probably was like dealing with some of our own drama. Right, because you know, when you have multiple women, it's like it could be a bitch. I'm trying to quit like weekly, you know. Like, like imagine the Supremes, mm-hmm. and then give them podcasting microphones. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like that is so. Like anytime I see a group of women like podcasting for a long, long time, I'm like, y'all got some really good relationship skills. Yes. But I think when I was determined to heal which I'm still healing. Like I, yeah. I never will be like, I'm fully healed because I don't think that's going to happen until my soul leaves this body. Right. You know, but when I was ignoring my wounds, cause mm-hmm. that's really what it is. Mm-hmm. When you just be like, I'm just going to use alcohol to cope because that's what I'm going to do. Girl. I was like a raging drunk. So, <laughs> you know, yeah, look, look. <laughs> and it's okay like I still sometimes I drink wine but like when I think of when I think of myself now and I try to beat myself up Mm -hmm. I'm like "Mm -mm." Mm -hmm. because remember where you were Mm -hmm. respect where you are right now Mm -hmm. like I keep saying this and I think this is so true is like you're not gonna be 10 years from now you today Mm -hmm. so allow yourself to be in this moment who you are you know and I think a lot of people will once you start saying hey I'm changing I'm growing or whatever will be like are you really mm-hmm. and they'll be like well what about and it's like you don't have to do that because I know mm-hmm. where I'm coming from I know what I'm growing through and if you don't ha- you don't have to respect it I do mm-hmm. but what you're not gonna do is try to diminish my growth because right. that's that's not necessary you know and really what that signifies to me is that that person still has more growing to do themselves right right 
I didn't, I didn't really even, I just, I, I, what I did, I will, I do have, one regret I do have about the entire thing is because I didn't know how to make the transition mm-hmm. and I didn't have it courage enough to tell people that I was really, really close to that I was making, I was going to, ch- I was healing, I was changing, I was not going to participate in certain conversations anymore. So I kind of, because I didn't know how to deal with it, I kind of yeah. like just, just cut it off or like if, if information came my way I was very curt or just very flowery and just kind of brushed them off I didn't know how to to just I just didn't know how to handle it you know and you know I, and, and, and sometimes I feel like especially with one person maybe things would have been a little different now between us if I had done things differently but when I did try to go back in to talk about it she didn't want to talk about it you know, so I was like, say la vie, you know what I'm saying? I just, you know, because I, I knew what I was doing was I did, I was doing for me, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and I take friendships very seriously, like I do my relationships, like with my husband. I, I if you're my friend, I love you, I cherish you, I respect you, I honor you because you're my friend, mm-hmm. you know? And um, so, you know, those, a lot of those breakups weren't easy, even though, they were unhealthy, just like my my jacked up relationships with my exes. You know what I'm saying? You love these, you know these fools ain't meant for you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you still with them. You forgive them and keep going back to them to the mm-hmm. same mess, open their change. You know, and the friendships are kind of like this is the same thing. You know, and yeah. um, I you know, but I have closed myself off a lot, and I'm just not real sure because I'm 50 now, and mm-hmm. it took me a long time to figure out how to be a friend, um, how to get, you know, be in a friendship. And now I just, I don't have the desire or the energy to pursue it like I used to, you know, I, I, I was on a mission at one point, you know, you know, I thought the guy who was on my just Tiffany podcast, I think it was called, um, dating for friendship, something like mm-hmm. that. And, um, and I gave all these tips and said all these different things. But as time goes on, I think back, I'm just like, but I'm not even interested in dating anybody. Right. To be friend. You know, I'm just, I'm just yeah. like, honestly, I'm at the point where I'm like, if you're going to be in my life or you can be my friend, then you're going to be attracted to me naturally. Yeah. And you're going to come to me through a channel that like something like this or just somebody that I already was acquaintance with and was like, girl, I didn't know we had that in common. Let's, let's be friends, you know, because I know where I'm going and what I'm doing. And so I want to make sure that, and that's not to discount anybody that I have friendships with from before I decided to change my life and my mindset. Mm -hmm. But when I talk about being a best friend or somebody I'm going to chop it up with regularly, we Mm -hmm. need to vibe. Right. And that means that we got to be at least both trying to heal. Like, mm-hmm. I can't be the only person who's like, well, I'm not going to drink that because I know I've already had a drink. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't participate if you're going to be like, I'm just going to be excessive because right. that's going to trigger in me. I get not even the desire to drink. It's mm-hmm. going to make me feel sad for you. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to go into, I'm going to be healing you mode. And that's not what you're asking for, because if you were, you wouldn't be doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, that's just like a, it's like a push and pull, like a waste of my energy. I feel like. It's like that club friend, church friend. Y'all both used yeah. to be in the club together. And then one person decides, 
well, I'm going to change my life. I've gotten married. I had a kid. But you still have this connection with your club friend, but you just don't have no interest to be in the club. It's yeah. kind of like that kind of vibe. Right. And I, like I said, I don't want anybody to be listening to this and saying, oh, this bitch thinks she's better than everybody else. No, I think I'm better than I was. Right. Period. Right. I ain't trying to be better than nobody else. I'm trying to be better for myself. I'm trying to be better for myself. And right. then I don't even hate who I was. I don't she just it. needed more love. And now I know what self-love feels like. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I still have a long way to go, but I'm trying to glow. I'm not trying to go back there where I was when I didn't feel good and my projection was dark. And so everything mm-hmm. that was coming to me and was attracting to me was also miserable. That includes men, mm. job situations, mm-hmm. friends or associates, people who are ready to backbite you and cut you at the ankle. You know what I mean? I don't want that in my space because I have too much work to do here. And that's just me feeling what spirit tells me. It's like, if I know my work is in the creative consulting because people who are like me or who were like me are trying to sell their products or they're trying to run a business or rebrand or whatever it is they're trying to do, but they're standing directly in front of themselves and they need somebody to help them put the right glasses on and see so they can get out of their own way and really do their work. I can't be drunk. Right. I can't be laying in my bed miserable to do that. And then on top of that, I didn't even ask for this. Mm -hmm. What I said was, I know there has to be more to life than just this. Mm -hmm. What is my purpose? Mm -hmm. And when I've got the answer, I can't now be like, I don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. Now, let me ask you something. Do your children ask you, who are you? Sometimes now. My son the other day was like, you're just so different now. Mm-hmm. And Michaela will be like, I want the nice mommy back. I'm like, you mean the one that you ran over? Mm-hmm. Now, because you put who, the boundaries, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The one that, that never told you no. Right. And then I'm like, and then she was also a huge bitch. So what you talking about? Right. <laughs> you know, like you liked it better to do whatever you want and then to have me hollering afterwards than for me to say no up front right. and then be like, okay let's go to the store anyway like i'm just i'm just i'm better like i i feel better and it's like it was weird to me for them to say we are different but that's okay because that just confirms that i did what i was trying to do because really the the reason why i got aggressive about the healing was because I was tired of coming home and not feeling good. And I reminded myself of my dad. Mm. And I was like, I know he was grumpy and tired and worked way too much and never really felt fulfilled. And he passed away when I was 16. Mm. So I was like, I don't want to be like that. I need to figure out what to do. So then the information was presented to me, you know, do shadow work, figure Mm. out what's in your shadow. Now, I've been looking into that shadow work stuff. I saw somebody on YouTube talking about it, looking at their shadow cell. Mm-hmm. Uh, he talked about the inner child and different yes. things like that. I actually just did a therapy session with a lady on Monday mm-hmm. who did a hypnotherapy inner child session. And girl, my mind was blown. Wait a minute. Hypnotherapy as in hypnotize? Yes. Did she hypnotize you? Yes, right for in my little chair right here. Girl. 
Well, at least it you got to record cool. it. You didn't. You didn't act. You didn't act. No, I didn't. Her. I didn't interview her. She. She is a therapist, so okay. I didn't record it. I. I recall some of what I was saying. Because it's like, even though you're hypnotized, you be there. Mm-hmm. It's like a different layer of your consciousness. Mm. It was really cool. And like, as soon as I got to the place that she took me to, I was crying because I could remember the feeling from when I was a kid mm-hmm. and that moment. And like what she did was she had me, and I, I'm, this is going to be all I'm talking about for the next year because <laughs> this is all I keep talking about this week, but it was really profound. And I think maybe that's the point. Like maybe this is the information that needs to be coming out just repeatedly over the next four months. Oh yes, it is. I'm going to tell you why in just a minute. But um, I, I was like talking to my younger self and that bitch is wise. So I was like, I can't, you are, well, start with the shadow work, do some work yourself. And then once you really get in there and I think you are already getting started, to be honest, like Mm -hmm. even just healing that part of you that was talking about people so much, Mm -hmm. because that's where that came from. Right. From that little girl who was like, well, now I'm on top. Right. I was talked about. So now, now I'm on top Mm -hmm. and I will tell you. When you decided that you wanted to change, okay, I know I sound crazy, but mm-hmm. I don't care. <laughs> so, and I've been doing a bunch of research on this because it, it matters to me. I think that's part of my purpose, actually, mm-hmm. is to help people find in their zodiac chart where their wound is so they can be healing it because Chiron, the wounded healer, this asteroid, comet, dwarf planet, Mm-hmm. has been in Aries since like February 2019. Some mm-hmm. other people say April 2018. It went back and forth. But I decided right about April 2018 that I was going to break up with this guy that I was with because mm-hmm. he wasn't right for me. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what it was. I was like, I'm tired of this. Mm-hmm. I'm just sick of it. So I broke up with him. I think it was maybe like June. And I was like, no, I'm standing firm in what I said. I don't want to do this anymore. I need to be by myself. Mm -hmm. So I spent some time by myself, some time. Mm -hmm. So then I met someone else and we had a good time. We had a really good vibe. We had a really good solid friendship vibe. Mm -hmm. And that was right around the time that you decided to change. Okay. So there was something that kept saying, there's more, there's more, there's more. And so from like October to January, I just was kind of learning and talking to him. And we were sharing Brian, who I used to have the other show with. Mm -hmm. And um, January, I said, I'm going to help creatives. Mm -hmm. Now that was all the information that I had at that point. Mm -hmm. But over that four months until April, in which I had this experience that was like, no, you got to build a community and it's going to take unity and you got to have a co-work space and you got to have a school for kids and you need a laptop right now and you got to be at home with your kids. But that's not what that was supposed to be. It's like right now, laptop, home with kids, community, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So it was like having that revelation, that vision really made me feel kind of crazy. And it took me deep into that dark space. And that's mm-hmm. what I had to come out of. But 
the wounded healer is taking its transit and doing all these things in our chart. Mm-hmm. And I, so finally I found out, cause I started studying my chart a few months ago that the Chiron, the wounded healer is in my Gemini in my first house, which is just like you were saying, mm-hmm. struggle to communicate, mm-hmm. kind of can't set good boundaries. Don't really feel confident, got bullied really early on. So it would be interesting to see where yours is too because you went through that. But I'll tell you, when you hit 50 is when Chiron does a return because it says that he goes every 49 years. Mm -hmm. So that's probably what really triggered that in you Mm -hmm. was that movement. I know I sound crazy, girl. Well, not that you sound crazy. I just don't know anything about it. (laughs) But it sounds interesting. I'm very curious about stuff like that. You know, I have a friend girl who is very spiritual and to stones and healing, and she gives me great advice. I've just never myself took time to study anything, you know, Mm -hmm. um, you know, my husband makes me feel guilty about studying anything in his mind that's outside of God. Yeah. So, you know, but honestly, I'm a sister circle. Yeah. I need some. I do. I do. These summertime gnats. Girl, you got them. I got them too. Uh, I think everybody is having a little bit of a problem with it right now because I'm in summer in Houston. Mm -hmm. I ain't judging myself about it. I've been doing the best I can. (laughs) <laughs> to get rid of them. I mean, because once you have a few of them, and actually, I found an old banana on the refrigerator downstairs. I was just going to say, we found an old banana, found some old ass, any old because I'm a fruit eater, so yeah. I make foods all the time, so they always around my fruit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let me ask you real quick about Kamala. N- not because we just both love her, but <laughs> the situation is, you know, she's a black woman and she's running for office. Do you think she's getting kind of a bad rap, or she's getting more? pressure for people than she would if she were a white woman? I have to be very transparent. I don't really know a lot about politics. And I do remember I was very impressed with her when she was running um, initially for mm-hmm. president, but she wasn't one of my top favorite. And right. I can't remember who was. Um, I, I do think that she is getting a bad rep. And I do think if it was a white woman, they would not be gunning for her the way they are. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, I'm just going to take her woman black out of the, the equation. Just being in that political arena, I, part of me feels like she's going through a lot of stuff that no other that all politicians have gone through. I mean, look how they did Barack. I mean, mm-hmm. they told us, look how they just even though Trump is a big ass, they tear his life apart. They tear yeah. Joe you know, Biden apart. It's like, you know, even even when they were uh, running for, uh, what, what is it called when they're on that stage and they all debating? De- whatever it is. I guess it just debates. Yeah. Is it the primary? Or yeah. I, girl, I don't know. I'm not really political either. Yeah. <laughs> I barely, I'm like. It's, mm-hmm. look, it's something. They're doing something to get chosen to be the presidential candidate. Right. Okay. Right. And they were all so mean to each other. I was like, oh, weren't y'all friends before? I mean, y'all on the same team and they were shredding each other's lives to shreds. I mean, even Kamala called um, Biden a racist. You know what I'm saying? And now and, she's going to be his partner. Girl. Uh, no, but I, but I, I feel, I feel, because I've seen some articles somewhere talking about Joe and the hoe, and I was very offended. Yeah, very offended by that article. And 
you know, it's it's just it's just like for me, I feel like black women just in general already are low on the totem pole. We the least cared about um, by black men, white mm-hmm. men, white mm-hmm. women anyway, you know, and t- for people to come for her like that, I just think it's just, I think it's foul. I think it's cowardly. Um, I think some of it comes with the territory, but talking about, you know, how she done slept her way to the, now if you yeah. want to talk about stuff, talk about her career. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You may or may not have liked some decisions that she made in her career. I can't, I can't debate you on that. I can, but I'm just saying I can't. But when you start calling her hoes and saying she done, you know, slept with, I mean, now we're going to fight. Now I'm coming yeah. because I think it's inappropriate, unnecessary just to tear this woman down and, and she could be the next vice president or president of the United States. Yeah. So, yeah. Because he and, might kick the bucket. Okay. Cause he, he, yeah, okay, look, that's okay. what my son said. He was like, he just, oh. <laughs> and sometimes he be talking, I be like, is he reading the teleprompter? Is he just something he don't reflect it back? You know what I'm saying? Poor guy, I feel sad. Because I just know he's the martyr. They're just putting him up to, to, to be what we need to get out of the office. I get it, you know. Yeah. But, but you, you know, know what? I don't know that it's going to go like we think. Like something in me just says that there's going to be something that's going to stop this election from going like we think like either trump just gonna super win or it's gonna be like an explosion or something i don't know i just don't feel like some some part of me feels like because 2020 has done such a full right a full full Mm -hmm. and because as a collective we need to be doing this healing Mm -hmm. there's something that's going to take place that's going to ignite something in us as a group i just don't know i don't know either i mean i felt a a way as well i mean i felt the way when he got elected i kind of felt that he was gonna win you know over hillary anyway but i do feel like because of of the energy in 2020 something is gonna happen i you know now honestly if i got to choose from the world blowing up and him becoming president get your four years and get on somewhere okay Okay. i want to see my grandkids grow up yeah you know but 